It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to uh, the Sunday summary episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast for Round 6. It is Mark and I am joined by solely by a debutant tonight. Intern Dale. So, Intern Dale, mate, how do you feel to be on your first ever Fantasy Amateurs podcast? It is exciting. Um, I feel like I'm filling in big shoes for Ryan and Austin, so uh, I look forward to it. Yeah, well, literally big shoes for Ryan. I'm pretty sure he's, like, you know, the same size as Ian Thorpe. So, mate, I heard a big... rumor he's actually seven foot tall. Yeah. Oh, and bulletproof, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, mate, speaking of being seven foot tall and bulletproof, our... Uh, members of our overall league are just absolutely gunning it. So obviously I've had a really good week and and I'll circle back to that. But I've only just cracked the top 50 of our overall league, but I'm in 135th overall. And, mate, you are just absolutely pulling my pants down even. Um, So you're sitting fourth in our overall league and and eighth overall, mate. So, um, you know, congratulations, number one. Uh, but uh, um, yes, yeah, it's been a pretty good start, honestly, man. Um, I've had a few things go my way. I mm-hmm. the only problem with being at the top is now you have to try to stay there, so it's more pressure than ever. Yeah. I always like to be in the one chasing from behind, but you know, can't mm-hmm. complain being top ten. Um, yeah, mate. Well, I mean, you know, speaking of chasing from behind, I started uh, at the end of round one. I was twenty nine thousand four hundred and twenty six, and I now find myself in one hundred and thirty fifth. So pretty good. You know, pretty good moves. If that doesn't if that doesn't tell you something about trusting the process and you know not getting too upset about round one scores, then you know that's you know that's it. So I'm still finding myself. Uh, I'm, I think I'm about 170 points off first, uh, but you know I mean that's one good buy round week uh, for somebody that up the top that doesn't do their planning properly. So uh, not not too worried about there and, and making some nice moves. So, um, mate, I guess before we get into the wrap-up, obviously you've always been uh, – I, I would say you're somebody that punches above their weight for NRL fantasy. You're, you're uh, infamous for captaining guys like, uh, you know, I think you got Tom Trebojevic for his record-setting uh, 150 or whatever he got in 2021. Uh, what would you say is your secret to your success so far this year? Um, previously, well, I love a pods, number one. Um, and when you've got nothing to lose, your prime example is the Tom Trevojevic uh, incident. You can just captain a back and hope for the best, and sometimes mm. it turns up. Other times you're getting a 15 from your captain. Um, but this year, <laughs> for me, number one has just been following that process. Um, and you and Ryan were big ones talking about that in the preseason. And it was everyone's process is going to be different, but you've done your – I guess, due diligence to get you there. As long as you follow that, um, you should be sweet, which mm. um, it seems to be working so far. Yeah, it seems to be that uh, the more that I look at NRL fantasy, the more and more it is like uh, test match cricket. You just yep. got to sit there, you know, let let the, you know, the, the sort of the wide ones go through to the keeper, play it with a straight bat, you know, take your easy shots when they're there. And then, you know, once in a while, flash through the covers, but, you know, do it in a, on a, a wide, loose one, not a, you know, Glenn McGrath peach that you end up getting your off stump taken out. And, I mean, it's it's a pretty easy sort of one and a, and a, and a good sort of 
place to to start around here. Um, you know, there's been a couple of guys who have who have performed that we thought were going to perform this week, but I guess we'll just take it chronologically to start with. So um, we opened the the uh, the roundup about nine years ago when the Storm played the Roosters on on was that Thursday? Yep. Um, yeah, it feels like that long ago. Munster finished the game on 100 and then downdated to 93 and and was clearly the best. Absolutely played out of his skin and you know he's gonna he's an interesting value, but with a round nine buy and state of origin coming up, he's probably not a buy. But I guess you know moving into the you know the the, the immediately fantasy relevant stuff, we got Eli Katoa. Anyone that panicked on him, he's you know he's going to keep moving up in price. But Harry Grant, first time he let his uh, his captainers down for the year. Yes, uh, he's been fairly consistent, Harry. I mean, that's probably you're not really upset with that score still, but um, if you captain him, you probably wouldn't be the happiest person in fantasy right now. No, because it means um, you probably didn't know Nathan Cleary. Exactly, uh, and that's one of the <laughs> negatives. I guess uh, the hashtag bin the chin comes in here, and maybe it's time to uh, – well, I guess Harry's got origin coming up, so there's going to be some mm. hard decisions there. It's just yeah. who you go from this next direction. Yeah, well, I mean, and that that decision's made harder again by uh, you know some stuff that we'll talk about later on, um, sans uh, Jaden Braley. But uh, you know, also also elsewhere in this game, Joey Manu at fullback, forty eight. Roosters not great in this one. They started off good and then just sort of fell to pieces. But I mean, King another you know like closer to the PPM that we expect, but lots of minutes. Um, I had I did have a question through the socials, actually just on a private message regarding uh, attacking the wing fullback position, seemingly with the guys, you know the 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 cheapies faltering. Obviously, we had Warbrick here put up a thirteen, but I mean, you know, is Manu somebody that you are going to be attacking as a you know a top ten ranked player at the moment? I uh, I almost bought him in this week, honestly. I um, thankfully didn't because I think that's the lowest score he's ever got at fullback. Um, he's definitely someone coming into them buy rounds that you want to have, especially now that Teddy's had a few incidents. Um, mm. they're, they're looking for a prime reason to rest him now, and I guess going into origin um, around them, that probably round 12 to round 18, he could really have some big rests. So... There's no reason Manu can't do some huge scores in that period. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, the Roosters, uh, the only buys that they have for the rest of the season are on State of Origin weeks. So if you were looking to attack Teddy from an overall perspective, based on the assumption that his rests, quote-unquote, are going to be, you know, while he's recovering from his concussion and the buy that they've already had, uh, or maybe something in the in the late season, uh, he he's definitely an interesting option. I mean... Uh, we'll need to discuss him if he's named on on Tuesday, but I, I, I'm firmly of the belief he's not going to be named. And uh, Manu somebody interesting to attack, but also probably somebody who's going to have a 50-plus break even this week and comes up against the Sharks. So not urgent, but definitely someone to look at. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Nat Butcher seems to be sort of coming off the boil. Sam Walker, same. Suwali, another poor score, which wasn't anything we didn't expect. Um, did you have anything else specifically you wanted to speak about from this uh, Storm versus Aristos game? Uh, probably two. So, yeah, as we said, Josh King's come back down to earth a bit. I mean, he's still got an average close to 60, and he, again, could be a huge carry through the uh, if you've got him through the origin period. But mm. uh, Trent, Trent Liero, he seems to be 
he's exceeded our expectations would be the best way to do it. And he seems to be coming to the end of his cash making now. Well, I don't mm. think he's going to be a season-long keeper. Um, there's going to be some tough decisions to make there for people. Yeah. Um, well, it looks and- like he's got his break-even still going to be in the high 20s next week. So... I mean, yep. but yeah, he's definitely nearing the end for sure. Yeah, he's got an average of uh, the low forties now, so he's still got a little bit to make. But he's—I I just don't think he's got a huge ceiling like Katoa does. So he's a bit of a gamble. Yeah, no, I actually thought that he was going to be a low forty, so I was pretty happy with that. But it's funny when you look at his stats versus Katoa. Um, you know, twenty-nine tackles and a hundred meters for Katoa, thirty-three tackles and eighty meters for Liero in base. Yet Katoa scored fifty-five and Liero scored forty, even though they had yeah. the same base. Uh, and and I mean, this is what we sort of talk about with, you know, knowing what to expect out of the players. There's no way that Liero was going to be a potential keeper. Was Katoa's, you know, averaging fifty plus this season, and and you know that's being dragged down by one poor score last week. So, yeah, you know. It's, it's just a, you know, type of player to target type thing. Yes. Now, my last one from that game was uh, I've been carrying a pot all year, which is Nick Meany. Um, he's been quietly really good for me, but obviously mm-hmm. in the coming month, uh, we're probably going to see the return of Paps. Probably going to need to uh, figure out what I do there because at the moment, there's not a lot to pick from in the wing fullback situation. Um, he's averaging high 40s, but mm-hmm. with goal kicking, so a lot of upside. So I just don't know what to do there. Yeah, probably one to eyeball. I mean, you know, and that's where the thing, like if you can go from Nick Meany down to Manu or up to Manu, like same price, that, that feels like a win to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll see how that goes. Uh, moving across to the second game of the round, Manly up against the Knights. This feels like forever ago as well. Um, no. Is that right? No. I've missed an no, entire the day there. was the Doggies <laughs> oh, versus the yeah. Rabbitohs. Oh, the doggies and the rabbitos. Where am I? I've got. I've skipped You're around. Here we are. No, I've got it. Yep, I got it. Yep. Um, yeah. So doggies up against the rabbitos. Obviously, Latrell hat trick. Uh, not a uh, not a not what I would call a hat trick where he did a lot of the work, but he was just sort of there to finish off. Um, a lot of people, including myself, did read Marnie to Jaden Bradley this week, which hurts. Um, that was for my head-to-head team, not my overall team. Ken Murray also good score, but you know, not in comparison to the guy who we're going to speak about in a you know in a little bit. Uh, but I mean, you know, fantasy notes out of this: Reed Marnie looks to have steadied the ship on his price changes. Cameron Murray looks to be performing. Matt Burton a double try fifty, which I you know the kick meters are way down here, but it doesn't seem like it's a game for base stats with. Uh, you know, 66 points scored. Um, uh, Hayes Perham sort of, he's going to stunt his price rises pretty drastically. Uh, there's probably a fair bit to talk about out of this one. What's your sort of, what was your sort of key point from this one? Uh, my key point was I did uh, our buy of the week this week and it was Jacob Preston. Um, mm-hmm. I've never sat on the edge of my couch so much in my life. Um <laughs> Up until kickoff, we weren't even sure if he was playing. There was rumours going everywhere. He come on, looked good, and then we weren't sure if he was going to come off due to his injury the week before. Uh, He saved us all a deep breath and just got a yellow card instead. Um, But he finished on 42, which, you know, you've got to be happy with for anyone that got on him three or four weeks ago at 200,000. Still with a negative break even, so he's still got plenty more money to make at this point. 
Yeah, no, Preston, yeah, so Preston's obviously going really, really well. He's going to keep making money. Uh, there's going to be some panic sends uh, Paul Alamotti this week, but I think he's going to be fine and, and just keep riding him up. Um, Isaac Thompson come off with what I think is a lateral ankle sprain. I'm pretty sure he's going to be fine, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, he's he did okay for his price. Um, well, when, just, when he went off... Um, is when uh, centre, who was the centre, sorry, he got a quick hat-trick. Uh, Campbell Graham. Campbell Graham, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, as soon as he went off with his uh, injury, the field opened up a bit. And, uh, I mean, we'd like to all hope Thompson could have got them tries if he was there, but unfortunately he was not. <laughs> Maybe so not. This, Campbell this, Graham's this, never passed the ball in his life. He's the Ewan Aiken of – he's the new Ewan Aiken, so. <laughs> Ewan Aiken of the Rabbitohs. <laughs> yeah. Um, good to see – uh, Harme Sele putting up a nice little 32 and 31. I, and that was with the four forward bench too. So I think if you need a cheapie, he's fine. Um, he's not somebody I'm actively attacking, but I'm not going to talk you out of it either. Yep. Uh, There's another one I think you've, you've ducked yeah. over there, and that is a second rower who played 74 minutes. Okay. Jake, Jacob Host with a 47. He did have a try in that. Um, yeah. And myself, I'm not going to go near him because I've been burnt before, but... Uh, if he's got an edge again for 70-plus minutes, there is really no reason he couldn't make some money. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm just gonna put a hard no thank you on that, and if anyone wants to do that, they can they can proceed with it without my <laughs> uh, without my condoning it. Yeah, agreed. I've been burnt, I think, three times by him in the last four years, yeah. so I won't yeah. be there, but uh, there's going to be some desperate people. Yeah, Godspeed. Um, oh, no, the Cowboys and the... Dolphins. What a terrible what do you mean? game. Fins up. No, fins up's fine, but uh, it, like the cows. Um, I think they played with a lot more heart in this game, which I can deal with them losing but playing hard instead of losing and looking like they don't care. So, you know, I'll, I'll cop this one. Jeremy Marshall King, 80 minutes. He's somebody that actually is going to need some serious consideration because he's averaging 54. Uh, he's played... 80 minutes the last two games and he got sin bin the week before. So, I mean, he's got two 60 pluses, a sin bin and a 48, uh, which, you know, you can forgive. So they're coming into, you know, we're coming into the time where, you know, he's going to be available in round 13. Jaden Braley is obviously not by the looks of things. So, you know, he may be your alternate to Reese Robson. Yep. Uh, and, and looks like a, a pretty nice value, and they seem pretty intent on playing him for big minutes. Uh, outside of that, Hammer, double try, just for something different. He scored a try. Uh, outside of that, it's uh, Robson with a 40, expect a 70 next week because of the pattern. Yep. Um, good to see, you know, a good friend of the show, Kyle Felt. Uh, he's uh, arrested his price drops. Um, and he's going to find himself with a uh, a fairly low break even, you know, in the in the teens, I think, this week. Uh, and for anyone needing a cheapie, he might be our cheapie of the week this week, though. I, th- I think he might be coming up to this origin time. He might be someone to really target. Um, mm. He's going to be low priced. And, there's, again, cows with their draw around that time, that they can easily do some good things and he can make some money. We know they haven't started well. Fantasy-wise, he's been a bit mud, but they've got to come good sooner or later. Yeah, 100%, mate. I mean, if you're looking for a wing fullback for the early part of the State of Origin period, 13, 14, 16, 17, the Cowboys 
comfortably have the best draw for the early State of Origin period. Now, obviously, if you can afford to pay a little bit more, Scott Drinkwater is going to be cheap. Uh, he got a 27 on a 74 break even. So he's going to find himself in the mid fives with a, you know, a similarly high break even probably in the high 60s. So uh, definitely one to keep an eye on. 550K, he's going to be a great value. He actually averaged 50 last year playing at fullback. And, and when the cows come good, he's going to come good. Yeah. Um, yeah. How many is it's probably someone we need to have a look at. Um, Dale Wallace is going to be out for – sorry, Dale Wallace. Jared Wallace is going to be out for a minimum. <laughs> You're putting yourself days. in a prop, mate. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yep. He's going to be out for a minimum of 11 days. He took a big bump even though he allegedly passed his HIA. Mm. Um, so SASA got 49 in 35 minutes. We're not going to expect that scoring every week because it does have quite a plethora of uh, attacking mm. stats as well. Yeah, four offloads to him will help. <laughs> Yes, he's going to have to. Someone's going to have to fill the minutes for Wallace, and I expect him to slip into that role. At three sixty k, as long as he can, you know, average in the forties going through the Origin period, he'll make some money and he'll give you good coverage. Yep. Um, outside of that, we see popular cheapy this week. Cody Nicarima end up in the sim bin. Wasn't a great performance outside of that anyway. No. Uh, Isaiah Katoa seemed to be the better cheapy if people didn't have him. We, we try to steer people, but, you know, he uh, you know he did pretty well. Still a lot of, you know, work to be done defensively, but he'll, you know, he'll get there. Um, that's probably it from this game. I don't really want to keep... Probably Lemuel Elu is probably the only other one we need to touch on. Uh, he's quite high owned. Everyone's going mm. in the center. He got a 35 this week. That could have almost been a 50. Uh, he had quite a few negatives. He looked really good. He passed the eye test. I think mm. now, though, if you don't have him, he's probably someone you shouldn't target. If, if you've got him, keep him in your centres, lock him in there, be happy with yeah. his 40 each week. Yeah, he's going to be a bit Chris Lawrence-y, I think. You know, he's going to alternate between the 30s and, you know, bang out a 50 when he gets a try. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's going to be John Bateman. I think it's going to be more Chris Lawrence, Britton Nakora type yeah. stuff. He looked really good game-wise, just didn't uh, translate to fantasy. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, now, mate, people who looked good game-wise, but it did translate to fantasy, Nathan Cleary and Dylan Edwards, 198 points between them. Nathan Cleary registers the first ton of the year uh, on 100 neat. One try, one try saver, eight goals, two try assists, could have been three Two line break assists, 16 tackles, three tackle busts, 185 metres, 274 kick metres, an offload, a turnover tackle. One forced dropout, only one error. That's the only demerit across the stat sheet. Frankly, this is actually, you know, that that the kick metres could have even been more than that. Uh, you know, that's a low a low kick metre total. But he's too busy scoring and laying on tries. Uh, mainly just, goals, mate. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, Manly just looked absolutely garbage in this one. The the Panthers put it on him. Top six fantasy point scorer, Zach Hosking, a trialist 54. He's done a great stuff here. Um, you know, chin to win, 100. Uh, he's really putting it on everybody that sold him uh, during the round three by uh, 78, 80, and 100 the last three weeks is uh, is just, you know, obscene areas of fantasy points. Yeah, mate. We always knew he was going to bounce back, but I don't think anyone would have picked to this uh, regard. Now, I don't 
I'm not 100% sure, and don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure last time he got his 100, he went back-to-back with 100. So I would definitely be keeping the captain on him for next week. I don't want to light the flame or anything, but, you know, history doesn't lie. Well, the the other thing as well is for anyone that's looking at Nico Hines, uh, there's no Dalfinucan and no Toby Rudolph coming up against the Roosters who just got bashed by the Storm. Uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if the Roosters put it on the Sharks a little bit in terms of the forward pack. Yep. Um, and I, I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't be rushing out uh, to to grab Nico and or captain him this week when you got Cleary. Just, you know, absolutely. And putting the torch to teams and, you know, oh, look, he's got a tough matchup this week against the Newcastle Knights. So I think if you don't yeah, have it could be- Cleary or Hines, um, you're really in deep trouble either. Um, and it, mm-hmm. honestly, you should probably be targeting Cleary more than Hines. 100%, um, man. He's 140K cheaper, I think, now. Yeah. So oh, not after this week. True. He will go up a little bit. Still. <laughs> Yeah, he's gone up by about 50K, but he's still going to be 100K cheaper than Hines. Yeah. So, yeah, seems like a no-brainer there. Just attack Cleary. If you don't have him, get him because you're just costing yourself points every single week. Uh, outside of that, though, um, uh, Yo got a little bit of an early shower, but good score. Taruva, good score. Toto, good Sorry, score. who did you Tot- just say? Was it Yo? Yo. Is he in fantasy? I didn't think he was. No, well, um no, he did. He get he got added in about round twenty last year, and I've oh, noticed yes. that he's still in there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, he's um, one of my favourite players to watch. Hey, eh? but you just you can't own him with the Origin. You know he's going to be in there. You know he's going to yeah. be playing big oh, minutes. Yeah. Round twenty one, perfect. Round twenty one by. He's averaging sixty five this year, so mm. at some point you've got to get him. Yeah, I think that may come down a little bit. Because, um, you know, as the Panthers hit their stride, uh, his necessity of playing 80 minutes will d- go down. Yeah. Um, no Fisher-Harrison this one. He is actually somebody you need to be actively looking at from round 14. Uh, yeah, but, he's going to drop some cash, isn't he, in the coming two weeks? Uh, well, he's, he's out for four weeks, and yeah, then the he'll play a couple of weeks pre-round 14, and he should be, like, perfectly priced in the low 600s. Yeah. Um. Outside of that, Sean Kepi, buyers getting what they paid for at the start of the season. Hopefully you jumped off him before copying this. Price is going one direction now and it's not up. Tom Drabojevic, only a 16 in 80 minutes with a – was that with a try? With a try, yes. Apparently he's carrying a back injury. He had to have yeah, needles I, to get through the game and they're yes. expecting him to miss two weeks. I saw he's having back spasms. And the the news I saw today was he's adamant he's going to play this week, although I'm yep. not sure that's a good decision. Um, you know, so he's going to be, you know, his price is going to be heading down pretty fast now. Uh, his break even looks like it's going to be in the 65 range. Um, Carl Lawton obviously came on. You know, he's done his shoulder or something. Reuben Garrick, HIA, uh Kale Weeks had a tough outing. Uh, only three missed tackles. Felt like a lot more than that. Uh, but uh, Yeah, he looked like he was given an absolute bath by Dylan Edwards. Yeah, well, I mean, he was. And I think the point is that he, he didn't get a missed tackle because he didn't get a glove on him. <laughs> so yeah, he needs a couple of games at fullback, I think. But, you know, he's got a five. He had a five break even. It's going to go down to four, I think, this week. Uh, and he's going to make a little bit of cash. He's a really interesting cheapie for anyone. Obviously, the 
the Seagulls don't have to play uh, a Red Hot Panthers every week, although they do come up against the Storm this week, which, you know, is marginally better, but not that much better. Um, now, the Broncos lost to the Raiders. Uh, Before with we Jack move on, White. there was yep. just one person I wanted to put an asterisk next to. While James Fisher-Harris is out, it seems like Sonny Luke's minutes are going to increase. He played 54 on the weekend, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw a lot of Kenny moving into the middle, covering, obviously, the lock position. Okay. Um, is is there a real reason to have a look at Luke? He's at 292K. Uh, he got 39 this week in 54 minutes. We know he's he's not young and he's not the best, but with with James Fisher-Harris out and Origin coming up, um, you, you'd expect a few of the other boys to get a break. Is that someone we should be having a, a deep look at? I think if you need a hooker, he's definitely an option uh, yeah. if you don't want to shell out money for a gun, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now the Broncos go down to the Raiders at Suncorp. Raiders without Joe Tarpany or jo- or uh, Jack Whiten. Um, Reese Walsh extremely busy in this one, live at the ground. Twelve kick defusals. I've never. I don't know if I ever like have seen anyone get more than like three or four of them, but he he picked up twelve. Uh, but he was extremely busy. Payne Haas top scored. And if you ask me live at the ground, if I hadn't checked the scoring, who I thought top scored, I would have said Payne Haas as well. He looks absolutely awesome. Um, you know, he's got another just massive PPM game. He's going to go up again. His price, you know, his break even is going to be in the 40s again. Um, you know, he's just, you know, an absolute runaway freight train. And, and the 78% of teams that don't have him are really getting punished now. Yeah. Uh, Fogarty also good score. I'm pretty dirty that I decided to uh, add Katoni Staggs to my Jordan Ricky anytime bet because uh, you know it was four dollars already. I didn't I didn't need to get greedy on that, but I did. Uh, <laughs> um, what what were your main thoughts back. on this one? Oh, Hudson Young's bounced back in this game with a very average start to the season. He got 54. Um, nothing really exciting. He did just 40 tackles, but like I tested, he killed it. He looked awesome out there. Mm. Yeah, well, he's sort of been inflating his score with tries the last couple of games, and it was good to see him put one out without the tries. Yeah, and he could be a, a really good pickup in the coming months, pending what he does, but he's dropped 150K so far this year. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, now uh-huh. he's what someone I was really interested in uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, and my edge, I've just got so many edges. I think that's like a lot of people are. You know, in the same situation where they've just got a million edges. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if, you, if you're looking for one, you could definitely do a lot worse. They do have the buy coming up in two weeks. Uh, obviously, Pat Carrigan went off at the end of the game with a – looked like a cramp or something like that, but I think he's going to be okay. Um, Adam Reynolds with a 50 in a loss. Uh, he's an interesting one for someone looking for a half at the moment. Um, you know, they come up against the Titans next week. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty it's pretty good run into Origin. Although they face the worst team they could possibly have in round thirteen, which is the Warriors, who will be missing nobody for State of Origin. So I've yeah. seen uh, a lot of people asking to trade Reynolds to SJ. Personally, I wouldn't do it. Reynolds, he's he's a consistent half, especially all last year at Brisbane. When he plays, he averages around that fifty. This year, he's averaging fifty three. I'd be happy yeah. with that. If if I've bought him, I would stick with him, especially leading up to the next month. 
Um, they've had their touch up now, so I expect them to bounce back. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's an interesting. Good. Hopefully, nobody jumped on Ezra Mam as well. He was sort of looking pretty good for a while there. He's done really poorly. Jared Croker, he's an interesting option, although I don't know if we're in the market for a cheap center at the moment. Um, Mate, remember when he was an absolute lock in your centers? He'd the first one you'd buy every yeah. year. He had the goal kicking. Um, I, I made the mistake of jumping one. on him on his year where he started declining. And, yes. And, uh, yeah, seared a fair few people into that particular. Well, I specifically remember every year Jared Kroger and Sean Fenson were my first two buyers. <laughs> oh, they were the days. Yeah. Oh, when rugby league was real rugby league, there was Sean Fenson was status irrelevant. Uh, I think uh, the d- only other one to note from this game too, mate, is with no Tapanay in there, um, we probably saw some inflated minutes for some other ones. Obviously, the middles exactly. Peter Holler didn't even see the bench at all. Uh, didn't even see the game at all. He spent the whole game on the bench. So they had a, another mid that they didn't even use there. So yeah. I think um, while there's probably two or three that we need to have a look at, I, I don't think any of them are really going to be a boy. No, I'm actively avoiding any player in a green jersey. And that's my rule number one, um, the Ricky Stewart effect, I call it. Because one yep. week your player can play 20, and next week they're playing 80, and next week they're in second grade. Yeah, lots of question marks. Yeah. Now, mate, next game here, the Dragons up against the Titans, Ben Hunt. He has surpassed the minimum tackle requirements that I wanted from him three times this year. 21. Uh, you got 21 tackles in this one, and he's, you know, he's now averaging – 56.8 with the last three averages, 67.7. Looks to be absolutely on fire. Three tries, four, actually four tries in five games, uh, which is not something predictive. Uh, he's obviously going to play State of Origin. They don't have a buy before that. They're coming into, you know, Roosters. But, I mean, Raiders, Roosters, Bulldogs, Tigers, Cowboys, Roosters is not really a gauntlet of uh, defensive powerhouses. So, you know, if you're really looking for a half, I can't actively – push you to him when there's other guys floating around in that price bracket. But, I mean, he's, you know, he's doing great this year. Um, and I think rugby league is better for Ben Hunt being good. Yeah, he's he's basically got the whole red V on his back. The team's absolute mud. Um, and he's had the two halves of Sullivan and now Amone there, and they are just not the answer. Um, he's been having to do everything, and... It really reflects in his scoring this year. He's averaging 57, 56, um, which yeah. is huge for him. And price at 630K still, so. Yep. Nah, he's he's doing great. He's going to go up to uh, about 700, at, you know, when lockout finishes. But, yeah. yeah, if he was a 630 and we knew what we know now, then, you know, maybe he'd be an interesting look at 700 coming to origin. I don't think he can go there. Um, but one of his teammates here, Jack Bird, interesting one to have a look at. No try, 64 in 60 minutes uh, is really, really interesting. I'm surprised to see he only played 60 minutes, uh, you know, given the closeness of the game. But, yeah, it looks like maybe they played some, you know, oh no, little and then by a split. How's funny, <laughs> Hook... Talking through the week about seeing if Jacob Little's going to be an 80-minute hooker and then he plays 34 minutes. No, mate. M. is just a potato. I don't even know why he's in the team. Yeah. Just, just give us 80-minute Little already. 
Yeah, it was odd stuff. But, uh, yeah, so Jack Bird, great. Obviously, if you're looking for a centre, he's a good option. Zach Lomax, a try 38. He's, you know, not really what you want to see, but, you know, he's fine. I'm intentionally not going to talk about Toby Sexton because I don't want to get myself too excited. What do you mean? Uh, Aren't we targeting another Titans half? Yeah. <laughs> I've already requested you already got him to go in? through for this week, yeah. Yeah. You already sent an early email off to Fan Hub <laughs> asking them to Yeah, I told him I need him. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, David Fafita, 64 without a try, is exactly what you want to see out of David Fafita from a, a manager's perspective. Um, you know, Tino, big minutes in the middle. Eh, I don't know what to say here. This is a bit non, you know, not exciting for me from a fantasy perspective. Murdoch Masilla back down to earth with a 17 and 61 minutes. Thank God. <laughs> Hopefully no one d- jumped on Isaac Fasuel Malaawi. We told you not to. He only got 22 minutes, 16 points. Told you not to get him. Hopefully you didn't. Um, uh, what about the owners that still have Tanner Boyd? What are you thinking there? I think he's a sell probably. I'd move him along to a, uh, you know, to a Sonny Luke, I think, Yep. at this time. Um, uh, and if we scroll all the way to the bottom of the, the scores yeah, from the weekend. I was we, hoping that we were going to not talk about Sloan and Khan no, Pereira. No, it wasn't. Yeah, the two at the bottom. I actually expected Khan Pereira to get a 30 to 40 this week. He At one point, he was on negative eight, and I was sitting there just sweating. <laughs> I was like, surely you can't have a negative break even and still lose money. <laughs> but yeah, I had uh, both of them yeah. two on my team this weekend for a combined total of 17. Yeah, um, see, I didn't have see. either... I, I didn't have Khan Pereira. I almost got Khan Pereira and put him into my 17. I, that was what I would have done this week. Instead, I decided to go weeks and use an extra trade to do Tarpanator Madison, which, yep. you know, overall netted me, you know, 50 points, let's call it, between those two trades. So, yeah, pretty happy with that all up. Um, Tyrell Sloan's an interesting one because he is actually going to make money uh, this week, even though he he got that eight. Uh, but, you know, his break-even is now going to be quite high. And, uh, you know, a guy that we're going to talk about, I think, in the next game, uh, Tamara Martin's going to be gone for the foreseeable future. And I think that uh, Metcalf's almost ready to go. And, you know, that could be an interesting move to make. I believe he is back this week. So he would be interesting. Yeah, Tyrell Sloan to Metcalf and putting 70K in the bank could be a really interesting trade option to make this week. Yep. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what the, the flow-on effect is to Sean Johnson, and we may as well go across to the next game here. Sean Johnson, another Just 60. Sean Johnson things. Yeah, 60, averaging 66 in six weeks now. Just absolutely monstrous. Um you know, he just, you know, a trialist 60 as well is a big thing. Only 15 tackles, uh, just doing great stuff. Um, Tyson Frizzell, also fantastic. 69, nice, uh, with a try. Um, yeah, he's really sort of right of the ship. He absolutely uh, carried that team to the win yesterday, Frizzell did. Um, without yeah. him, they lose that by 20, I reckon. Well, yeah. he. Uh, I was sort of – I was sitting in the back – you know, ingesting a few beverages or sitting around the fire out in the back backyard. So I was sort of cursorily watching the game and, and just watching my uh, rank increase, which was great. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you've yeah. got to be happy with a 69 from a, a 600K oh, guy. 100%, mate. And he looks like a screaming buy for anyone, although he is going to go up by about 50K this week. 
um, but he's still going to be sub 700k and, and looks to be a great buy. And even um, with his injury-affected game, he's averaging 52 <clears throat> this year. Yeah. Yeah, so. just absolutely rip it in. He's had two injury-affected games. Yes, true. Uh, Chance Nickel Clookstar, 46 without a try. Uh, he looks fantastic. Looks still a really interesting buy. Anyone that's looking for some safety um, from uh, from a Sloan trade, maybe. Uh, he's going to go to uh, you know mid fours, mid to high fours, but you know looks really really interesting. Uh, hopefully nobody jumped on Jack Johns. Pretty sort of average score, twenty two and twenty two. Um, yeah, any any additional notes here from this game? Uh, Tomorrow is obviously going to be out for a few weeks. I think I read six weeks today. Um, yeah. So whoever replaces him is going to be interesting. Yeah, I think it's going to um, be Metcalf. If it's not Metcalf, it'll be Volky. Yeah. Yeah, I, I expect it to be Metcalf. Apparently the coach rates him very highly, so he'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, I Jayden think that'll Hale, be yeah. more a matter of fitness than it will be uh, quality. Yes. Um, whoever replaces Jared Bailey. Jared Bailey. Oh, I'm not, not doing well tonight. Jaden Braley tonight. Um, could be an interesting look. If it's Phoenix Crossland, don't even bother. And... Okay. Um, Greg Marzu, another good score, 48. Uh, he's definitely not a buyer, but if you had him for yeah. some sort of weird reason, you would have made over 150K by now. Two tries. Yeah, and Jackson Ford, um, yeah. 49. Not much you can ask for in another cheapie. He's, no, he's is just going to keep going up. Yeah, no, he's going great guns. Uh, obviously, the one with Jaden Braley is, you know, whether they go to Crossland or a Kurt Mann, um, Either one of those two guys, you're going to have to have a look at. Kurt Mann is going to drop some cash to the low fives. Yep. Uh, and if he's an 80-minute hooker, he's just an absolute goer. Um, and uh, Crossland, he'll be, you know, 375 and somebody that we'll need to have a look at. But, you know, it depends on what's going on with Tyson Gamble and all that sort of stuff. Seems yeah. like Jackson Hastings is struggling with some sort of an injury. Um, so, yeah, Tyson Gamble could be an even another one that we need to have a look at because, he's you know, his kick metres were way down, Jackson Hastings. So, yeah, I, I, I think I'd just be investing in the top end of the Knights with Frizzell and Miller and not sort of worrying too much about anyone else. Oh, Miller with another awesome score, 52, averaging 55 for the year. He, I think, by the by the end of lockout, he would have gone up by 250K. Yeah. For the year, Great so stuff. huge. Yep. Um, and then what this brings us to today's game where the Tigers almost got the not, got the Eels, uh, almost called them the Knights then. Uh, that's probably uh, Freudian slip. Um, you know, Moses skull-dragged the Eels to the win here without him – the Tigers are well and truly in this one. Uh, the Tigers sort of started pretty slow and looked poor, but, you know, really actually did a good job of, of keeping possession of the ball and uh, and not giving the Eels a lot of opportunities, although every single opportunity the Eels got, they turned it into something. Yeah. Uh, so Moses with a 72. Dylan Brown's going to continue to sort of hover around that sub, you know, lost 100K and, you know, he's not urgent to buy, but he's a really interesting one for the buy period. Him and Moses um, are huge for the buy period. Either of them or, or both, if you're willing. Um, yeah. It's just going to be Moses is going to be a lot more pricey now. So yeah. I think Brown's probably worth a bigger look. 
Yeah. Well, Moses is because he had a sixty break even, um, and, but he's averaging sixty. He's actually his price should only be like seven eighty five or something like that. Um, yep. So he's he's an interesting one, but obviously Dylan Brown's in the you know six fifty price bracket, and a Dylan Brown Sean Johnson gives you almost a hundred percent cover through the state of origin period aside from two games. So that's a really interesting one. If you've got Nathan Cleary or Nico Hines, it gives you a hundred percent cover um, through that through that period. I think oh, no Nico Hines gives you a hundred percent. Nathan Cleary still missed. Uh, 16, one game in 16, yeah. where Sean Johnson and Cleary are on the bye. But, uh, no, if you, yeah, if you can get a Hines-Brown-Johnson combination, you've got, the, you've got the state of origin cover through the halves, through the whole time. Um, and you actually have one half too many in round 19. So, you know, just an interesting fun fact for you from our uh, article where we did our, our bye planning, if you're really interested in that. Uh, that'll go live for the everybody this week. Um, I think is did I say tomorrow or Wednesday? I can't remember. I one of those Wednesday. two days. Yeah. One of those two days it'll go live for all the uh, non beer buyers. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye out for that for for Origin planning. But uh, Dale, I guess the most important question is how you know the Cardi after party. It was just as good as a regular party, mate. I'm riding Cardi all the way till kick ons, mate. You're not getting yeah. him out of mine. Uh, Fifty five. He's still averaging over fifty for the season. Eighty minute edge. He got a try, which is a bit of a um, bit of a false false feeling. But yeah, but that was just like a land on the ball over the try. Like there was no tackle bus line break type stuff in there. Like he he looks like his that edge is his to lose now. Um, hundred percent, mate. They've moved Matto back to mids. He got a really good score again. But Cardi Party at least till after the buy rounds. Um, he's he'd be an awesome hold. Mm. Well, I mean, his break even still going to be twenty five this week. Uh, and he's going to, you know, chalk up another 35K. Uh, he looks great. I'm looking at uh, uh, Bryce Cartwright to James Tedesco and banking some cash in a couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, is my, you know, loose plan. But I've got no immediate plans to sell him at the moment. I think it might be m- much more urgent to sell Hopgood uh, than it is to sell him. Um yeah, you know, obviously Hopgood comes out with a 41 in 53 minutes. PPM a little down on what we would have hoped. I was hoping we were going to get a little bit more attacking stats. Four missed tackles doesn't help, but, you know, it's still fine. He's made 277K. Uh, he's going to lose a couple of dollars, and you could probably move on from Hopgood at this time. Yeah, he's, he's going to be a really interesting one. Um, personally, I think I'll probably hold another week. Uh, if he, because if he can still average around fifty, he's someone you're going to want through the buy period, especially for overall. Um, yep. And I can't see a huge point of trading a guy out for five weeks unless he's going to lose hundred k. Mm. Um, yeah, he, he's he's really sitting on that edge. He's still got fifty three minutes. Um, yeah, the minutes are fine. I just think he's one of those guys that needs to get the minutes up because he's now going to find himself with a break even of like you know sixty. Yep. Um, so, you know, if he doesn't go that point a minute next week, he's going to lose some really fast cash. And, you know, yeah. you could be finding yourself in a situation where you could have made 300 or 275, but instead, you know, you, you got greedy and you, you ended up only selling him for 150 profit, which is still fine. But, you know, that's going to be one of those uh, rank-defining decisions where, you know, you're sitting up there in eighth, you know, I'm sitting in 135 and I'm going like, okay, who can I move Hopgood to that can make me up some points? Yeah, that's fair. You know. 
It's it's interesting too with the bench that Brad Arthur's. I don't even think he knows what he's doing. Greg played nineteen minutes. I yeah. think Murchie paid nine minutes. Mm. Um, yeah, there's just probably not enough minutes for everyone to, to pass around, and it's not really going to be clear till we get Paulo back either. Who's playing what? No. Well, I mean, the thing is, you know, Maddow's obviously a minutes priority. Lane's obviously a minutes priority. Um, Cardi played a well, a good game, and I think that's probably the reason why he played the 80. If he had have had a couple more, like, mistakes or whatever, he might have gotten subbed earlier. But, you know, he looked pretty strong on that edge. So, um, you know, as you say, I think they're probably much more likely to go to a Cardi 60-minute edge once Paulo's back yeah. um, because that Greg... 20 minutes is going to be replaced by Paulo 50 minutes and that 30 minutes probably comes out of Cardi and everybody else stays the same, you know, more or less. So, yeah, he's an interesting one. He's another, like, for those that held him, you can probably hold him again uh, and just sort of, you know, see what happens. Assuming he's named on the edge, uh, they're going to come up against the Bulldogs who are, you know, severely depleted. So, you know, he's another one. Like, you know, if you don't have any urgent pressing matters, you can save a trade. You might squeak out another 40. There could be an injury and he could play 80 minutes again. You know, you, you never know, which is, you know, precisely why you don't jump off a guy who's averaging 50, uh, who's got a 25 break even, who looks to be, you know, have not have had a role change yet, I guess, is the is the short version of it. Yep. Now, um, uh, there's two yeah. interesting ones from this game. I know we've yep. already spoken briefly about one off air. Uh, Johnny Bateman, mm-hmm. 53 and 80. He's dropped 81K now without whatever he's going to drop this week. Are you interested? Are you all aboard the Englishman? What's your thoughts? Uh, well, they, the Tigers obviously are the team that's going to be on the bye this week. Uh, it looks like Adam Dewey, if I if I ha- if if you if you put a gun to my head, I'd sell you that I'm pretty sure he's done his ACL. Agreed. But, you know, I'm hoping that he hasn't. But, you know... Uh, uh, I, I don't feel strongly in the positive for him at the moment. So I'm going to cross my fingers for him today and hope that he hasn't because he looked really, really sharp. Um, he was going to be one that I was going to be looking at as a buy in round eight, but obviously not if he doesn't have an ACL. Um, but um, Bateman obviously played uh, on the edge for 25 to 30 minutes and then moved to the middle and played the rest of the game in the middle, looked really sharp, you know, was involved, you know, had his fingers on everything. He He's loves a crab crawl, eh? He, oh, he, loves, he loves a crab palm. And, I mean, if some of the other Tigers had a bit of heart like him, they would have yeah. easily won that game. He's got only got one tackle bust here, according to this. I don't think that's true. No, it can't be. He's got about nine. Like, he just loves it. So he's he's somebody who's absolutely critical, particularly round 14 on. Because uh, yeah. they, you know, they have a buy in 17. But they're going to have uh, – they're going to have – round seven and round 13, and then, you know, he's going to be a great option. Assume he doesn't put on too much cash. Uh, so yep. he's going to lose a little bit this week. He'll probably lose 15 or something like that, and his break-even will be sort of a bit similar. But, um, you know, he's uh, you know he's going to be... He's lost, yeah. So by the end of lockout, he would have lost still almost 100K mm. since they brought him back across. So yeah, going off like the, the Bateman we saw today, I would have him on my team any day of the week. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, the, the other bounce back would have been Coruscant. Now, the more I watch him play this year, the less I think he's going to be in that Origin team. Okay. Um, so if, if he's not, I mean, he's someone I would definitely be targeting for Origin. 
He's lost 130K now. I'm not sure what his BE was this week, uh, but he got 55 and 80. Uh, no massive attacking stats. A couple of tackle breaks, a uh, few offloads to hand. Yeah, three of them. So they're, yep. if they're going to start winning, he's the one that's going to have to lead from the front and do it, him and Bateman. Yeah, 100%. He looks pretty sharp. Uh, you know, we just want to see him, you know, keeping that running game, keeping the missed tackles down. Yeah, he's a really interesting. 586K, is that's a really interesting price point um, for those looking for a hooker as well. If you want to take a gamble, as as Dale said, about maybe him not making the origin team. Now, uh, mate, before we sign off, I've got a couple of bits and pieces from the post-game interview. Uh, Tim Sheens thinks that Dewey has done his ACL. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's looking extremely likely. Likely, obviously, those hands-on tests are very accurate. And and if, you, if you've ever done an ACL before and you watched the way that it happened, you know, I feel pretty, you know, pretty confident about that. But once again, I'll cross my fingers and hope that it didn't happen that way. Uh, but, um, mate, I, I put out a little sneaky segment uh, that we haven't done before on this podcast to, you know, give something to the listeners to, uh, to contribute. I don't know if you saw it. So the hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, what yep. trades did you make this week that you regret? Um, now a lot of people have chimed in with trades that they uh, didn't do, um, or you know they, that you know we, obviously we need to or like you know trades that they thought about but you know never really you know materialized. So we'll we'll, we'll chop it down a little bit. I want to sort of keep this to you know. To things that you actually did. So, um, obviously, a lot of people here lamenting the uh, Cody bring in. Yep. Um, do we think that the Cody Nicarima recommendation was bad process or just bad result? Um, I think. I think he's going to bounce back. Honestly, I think in the coming weeks he'll still average that thirty mid thirties. I think the only thing that killed us was the yellow card. Now, it's probably something you can't really predict. I don't know how many he's had in his career, but I wouldn't think it's many. No. Um, you can't really plan for something like that. It's like a HIA. You can only go off the stats we got, and unfortunately, he did us dirty. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, I was lucky. I, I, Somebody said something about, like, not wanting to own both Dolphins halves, um, yeah. and that sort of sat with me, which is why I ended up going to Weeks instead. Um, you know, plus the upside chat that we sort of spoke about uh, through the the week while I was walking around Bunnings, but uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, yeah, I do. Th- I think you'll back, bounce back as well. Um, there's somebody here that traded Appy out this week. That'd be oh, you know, what frust- a week. That'd be really frustrating. Unless they traded him for someone you know worth twenty points extra, you'd yeah. be kicking yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. There's somebody here that traded in Nathan Cleary but put the captaincy on Murray instead. Why? Um, yeah, I don't really understand that. I mean, Murray's fine, and I would, I think you would have been cheering at the 62, but, you know, and then You'd be cheering a lot more at 100, wouldn't you? Yeah. I, I don't, um, for me, Cleary's set and forget. I know he's had some average um, scores this year, but mm-hmm. if you're paying almost a million dollars for someone when you're getting them or... 900s, just put him in your team, captain him, and you don't have to play roulette every week. Yeah, 100%. Um, there's a couple of people here gloating about the good trades that they did do. I'm intentionally not going to read those out, not because I don't love to hear that you're doing well, but because that's not the point of this segment. 
Um, Alex, I, poor Alex here. He traded Reed Marnie and Bryce Cut right out to get Cheese and Manu. Yep. Uh, not bad is, coverage for 13, but not good this week. Yeah, no, well, the Roosters don't play 13. Oh, don't they? My apologies. No, they don't. The only player in that four four man trade that plays in thirteen is Bryce Cartwright. Ah, yeah, and uh, that's a that's a that's not that's a dud move there. Particularly the Cardi the cheese leg. That's just yeah, it's not great I stuff. I see uh, someone's traded out Carrigan for Thompson, like Leo Thompson. Uh, no, I believe it's well. He's got E or Thompson, so I'm guessing. Yeah, that's that's Leo Thompson from the Knights. Ah, well, yeah. I think that's Andy from Talking League that must have commented that. <laughs> no. They uh, uh, <laughs> were talking about that on the podcast man. earlier. Um, there's a guy here that traded Dewey out for Sam Walker, uh, which has cost him his head-to-head, but I think probably saved him a trade <laughs> that he would have to make next week anyway. Yeah, Sam Walker's not that bad of a buy. I mean, you're probably paying top dollar for him now, but hopefully he gets you some scores. Yeah, just a bad, just a bad week. Yeah. Um, uh, Cardi and Smith Shields to Nicarima and Lemuelu. It's, you know, it's <laughs> it's it's a good process, bad result, I think. I don't think that one's that bad either. Like, Smith Shields yeah. isn't coming back after that game, so at least you've got Lemuelu. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kalen here is pretty upset. He traded Tarpanay to Nicarima. Not, not a big result there. Oh, no, Thomas. Thomas traded Hamaso Tabuifido to Jackson Paulo. Oh, why? <laughs> See, this is, you know, this is a perfect example of process, you know, end result and you getting what you deserve there. Yeah, that's like, straight karma. <laughs> yeah, attacking Jackson Paulo at 500K. I know he was recommended by some other podcasts floating around, but, you know, sometimes you just got to, like, put it on mute and let them go through what they're talking about and then, you know, go to the next bit that actually makes sense. Yeah. Um, oh, Mitchie traded Tarpanay to Jaden Braley, which is going to suck. Um, yeah. I see one here that traded uh, Burton in for Gilbert. Um, oh, yeah, that was the guy on Instagram. Yeah, on the IG. Uh, I don't know why you'd trade Gilbert out in his revenge game. He was always going to do something magical there. Yeah, no, actually, in fairness, he messaged me on or messaged us on the Instagram that day um, and he needed a half cover. Oh, that makes like, more sense. And then. I was like, yeah, get do that. So, I mean, Burton got a 50 as well, so there's only so much complaining you can do. Yeah, they got um, the exact same score, basically. Yeah, good friend of the show, Alex Pace, uh, just held on to Sutton after thinking to tra- he was going to trade him, which is, uh, you know, obviously not ideal. Um, Danny lamenting his non-trade of uh, Tarpanate of Rizel. You know, Julius went for Nicarima over Katoa. Uh, poor Kingberry on Twitter bought uh, Carl Lawton in this week. Yeah, that, that'll get you. And, uh, Has there been a, uh, a verdict on Lawton? How bad he is? Oh, he's knowing Carl Lawton, he's gone for the year. <laughs> um, poor bloke, can't get a can't get a <laughs> can't get a trick. Um, no. We got two unlucky souls here that traded Dory and Hammer respectively to Jaden Braley. Yep, there seems to be a few of them. Um, yeah, you can't really pick a Bray- Braley injury though. Yeah. Oh no. Well, that, yeah. That just you know, that's one of those process result things. I think Hammer. I'm, I'm surprised people saw Hammer. But um, you know, Dory to Braley's just bad luck. 
Um, and then we've got one here. Uh, elected to sell Bryce Cartwright instead of Tanner Boyd to get Reese Walsh. Mm, yes. Yeah. Any any more on Instagram over there? Um, I'm just scrolling through a couple. There's nothing too exciting. All, all uh, above the same sort of thing. A few for Carl Lawton. Yeah. Traded uh, Reed Marnie to Reese Robson. That sucks. Nichols to Sloan. Oh, no. <laughs> I think Nichols got like a 41 this week. It's not too bad, but yeah. you don't want that downgrade. Yeah. Um, and Cardi to Robson. Went Calm Pereira instead of Russell. Russell was like looking pretty sharp and then ended up going pretty poorly. Yeah. Someone uh, on Instagram went hammer to, to Mazu. Yeah, yeah. That's I just saw that. I was like, that's a bit weird. Like, I don't yeah, know what, probably you're yeah. buying Mazu at the top of his price, but um, yeah, yeah fair enough. Weird, weird trade. That's fine. Um, I think I've got a couple more here. Um, uh, yeah, Jaden Bradley again. Yeah, people complaining about not selling Hopgood. No, I don't think it was that bad. He's still got a 41 in 50, so. Yeah. Um, someone's here saying, oh, I didn't bring in a gun wing fullback and I got Frizzell instead. I, I, I can't imagine that you would have identified the correct gun wing fullback to bring in that was been better than the 69 you got from Frizzell. Yeah. I'd be Not sure that counts. <laughs> yeah. Nah. All right, I think that's it. I think that'll do. We've got a couple of really good high-quality memes coming through the uh, the EFA here. Somebody oh, uh, Simpsons memes? Oh, yeah, that. And the, uh, you know, somebody uh, very well, you know, I, I requested in our fantasy group chat that somebody Photoshop Luke Brooks's face onto the Nathan Cleary ice in the veins meme after the... Uh, <laughs> After the, the penalty goal that he kicked, um, which, you know, was was quite... Mate, terrible. it might be Brooks season. What no, do you mean? Do, do we out? No. All aboard. No, I'm not ready for that. I can't do that on a Sunday. <laughs> Come back to me in, in not this Tuesday, coming the Tuesday after, and we'll have a chat about it. <laughs> All right, mate. Any closing thoughts before we wrap it up? No, nah, mate. Just... Um... Everyone follow your process and we'll we'll all end the season well. Have a bit of yep. fun. Um, and captain a wing fullback if you're in doubt. <laughs> Just remember to play like Steve Smith and not like David Warner. <laughs> you're either That's getting it. one or 300 there, your options. <laughs> yeah. Single-digit scores are a 200 every now and then against a uh, – you know, a low quality opponent. Uh, no, thank you very much for joining us for our Sunday Wrap podcast. Dale, you've been fantastic, mate. You've done a great job. No, thank you for having um, me, mate. Just, I, I'd really like it if you could make a couple of mistakes so I can catch up to you on the ranks. Well, mate, I'll do you a solid and I'll captain someone left field, give you a chance. Will you? Yeah, of course. You won't. <laughs> you won't. You won't even do it. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for joining us, guys. Appreciate you tuning in to the Sunday podcast, and we'll talk to you tomorrow for Teamless Tuesday. Dale, you can take us out. Uh, See you all later, and as Ryan says, love you guys.